You're listening to Megiddo Radio. Megiddo Radio is a radio ministry of Megiddo Media. For more, visit our website at megiddoradio.com. That's megiddoradio.com. Welcome, everybody. This is Paul Flynn with Megiddo Radio for Tuesday, the 23rd of November, 2021. Thank you all for tuning in. Apologies, it's a tiny bit later than I would have liked. Uh, but on tonight's program, we're going to be dealing with the topic we were looking at last Tuesday, um, not one from last Thursday. And that is relating to a lot of the, the trans issues in the news. And there's a few other items to comment on and look at and also talk about what I think we all need to be thinking about and that is the direction of um oh, things all over the place um the direction of many of the nations and issues relating to tyranny and liberty so that will come up at the end of basically the end of the program, but they're very, very much tied in together and very much tied into the direction or the general direction that our, our nation is taking. And it, it's very much going to be tying in with um, what I will, you know, the, 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 the virus, you know, that thing uh, that I'm sick to death talking about, but it, it we won't move on from it. So uh, here we are. Um, so we'll be looking at that and discussing some issues relating to that and how we can kind of p potentially move forward. If you would like to email the program during the program, you get a radio at gmail.com. That's M-E-G-I-D-D-O at gmail.com. I'm just going to, I forgot it once again to open it up and it will be open right in front of me. If you would like to email during the program with comments and or questions, and I will do my best to answer some of them, <laughs> and I say some of them, anything where I feel like I have the answer to, and I'll try and be honest if I actually don't have the answer to them. Uh, again, we're going to begin with our scripture reading relating to the topic we're going to be looking at, and uh, it's very much related and tying in with our topic uh, for some reason, some bizarre reason. Gmail is not opening for me. Huh. Anyway. I'll give that time. So, Zechariah chapter 7, and we're going to read the second half of Zechariah, and just from verse 8 to the end of the chapter, and uh, Zechariah chapter 7. Let us uh, read God's word from Zechariah chapter 7, verse 8. Uh, before we do so, we'll ask the Lord in prayer for his guidance. Heavenly Father, please bless this program. Bless the people listening. We pray, O Lord, that you be with us. We pray, O Lord, that we would learn humbly from your word. Help us, O Lord, as well, to think about the things that are happening in our society, how to, to react to these things biblically in, in a spirit of love, in a spirit of forgiveness, 
Lord, we have no doubt many of us, all of us have failed you in many different ways, be it over the last, be it over the last week, last 18 months, um, whenever it is, O oh Lord, we, we ask for your forgiveness, we ask for your help, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'm going to, for some bizarre reason, Radio at gmail.com is not opening. Hey, there we are. There we are. So, um, all right. So if you feel like emailing in, it is now open. <laughs> I have no excuses for not responding to your questions if you have any during the program. Now, Zechariah chapter 7, verse 8, let us hear God's word. Then the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, execute true justice, show mercy and compassion, every one to his brother. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the alien or the poor. Let none of your let none of you plan evil in his heart against his brother. But they refused to heed, shrugged their shoulders, and stopped their ears so that they could not hear. Yes, and they made their hearts like flint, refusing to hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent by his spirit through the former prophets. Thus great wrath came from the Lord of hosts. Therefore it happened that just as he proclaimed, and they would not hear, so they called out, and I would not listen says the Lord of hosts. So, they, now this is a, after the exile, of course, Haggai and Zechariah about the same time. Zechariah is mentioned in Ezra chapter 5. And both of these preachers are great blessings and great encouragement. Mainly Zechariah, a bit more encouragement and a bit of rebuke in Haggai. But there is restoration, there is encouragement through these two preachers. You'll find these two books near the end of your Old Testament, pretty much side by side. And this is talking about what brought them into the captivity. But I scattered them with a whirlwind among all the nations, which they did not know. So although this this is really kind of speaking about errors of the past, like anything that we would not repeat the errors of the past, which... <laughs> oddly enough, is very, very pertinent today um, because we seem to be repeating many of the errors of the past, um, specific errors that people wonder why everybody remains silent, but I digress. Well, we've got to make sure that we ourselves in the influence in which the sphere in which we have, we have responsibility that we do this. Yes, it's specifically related to Israel and their failures and what they would not hear, but at the end of the day, there is there are there are you could say civic responsibilities, and we're to execute true justice, not following along oppressive regimes. And that that line can be difficult at times, especially in the era which we're living in. We are, by all objective measurements, our media and our governments have come to a point where there's just, it's just pure wall-to-wall propaganda. It's a dangerous time because the person 
in me who knows the danger of reacting and going straight to the conspiracy theories and all that. And that a lot of people now, because of their loss of trust in media and government, then that's going to be their refuge. And I've done programs last year on the dangers of conspiracies and all that kind of stuff and the dangerous thoughts about it. Now it's like the dangers of over-trusting in the government. I, I think we've given the benefit of the doubt and they have demonstrated that it is over the last few months, be it what's happening in Austria at the moment, Italy, where we, myself and my wife met years ago. Um, I lived there for three years. Love that country, but it's just prone to tyranny and it's prone to um, that tendency to, you know, pa vaccine passports and all this kind of stuff. Show mercy and compassion, everyone, to his brother. When does... I'm not saying that we throw off all authority. I think we we are at a point where we need to obey the government as much as we can, but not joining in with it when it is oppressing our neighbor. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the alien or the poor. Let none of you plan evil in his heart against his brother. And I would say we need to also make sure we're not joining in with these things. But they refuse to hear and shrug their shoulders we need to make sure we're not shrugging our shoulders in in the face of people who are being treated horribly, prevented from working. And I'll say this: look, there's diff it's difficult because there's two extremes at the moment. Of course, this relates to post-exilic return from Persia under Zerubbabel Judea or Judah as it was then um, but in terms of application in terms of when a regime becomes oppressive when it is doing when a, a law or a specific statute is is doing harm, is hurting people. That's when we've got to say, I believe, we must say, draw the line. Don't fight with each other. If you go through a church history, I will say this, don't fight with each other. You're going to find, if you've got any books from the 17th century, you're going to have books by people on both sides of major disputes. And sometimes they might have thought one side or the other wasn't saved or any of that kind of nonsense. You're going to disagree with good people. And you might have to wait for longer for certain people to, for, for, for the light to switch on. But we're in desperate times. I've tried not to speak about this, but I think it's becoming more and more impossible with what has been seen recently. I'm not going to be talking about the Austrian situation with them in depth or anything like that, but there are so many things, whether it be the doomsday cult around the climate, be it the LGBT, 
be it our safetyism and our idolatry of personal safety, our 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 degree of fear. We're so easily manipulated. We're in a dangerous position. And when you see what is happening in Austria, when you see, by any objective standard, something that is horrendous, something that is oppressive, something that is, is doing harm to people, we must, with all of our might, whatever influence we have, be against that. Now, don't be against each other within the church. You're going to have people that disagree with you. There's nothing you can do about that. But you yourself, we need to say there has to be a line in the sand. Where is that? Oh, that, that line has gone a long time ago. People want to email me saying, why did I, why did I support the first lockdown? <sighs> Hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Do I regret it? Probably. Should we have shut down? Probably not. Looking back now. But I, I hope people can see how good people can differ, but where we've got to engage in critical thinking. We can't just sleepwalk into a nightmare situation, which I think the world could go into. It may not. The Lord is sovereign. The Lord is in complete control. But we are in an extremely dark place in Europe. I actually haven't been keeping up with as much news in in the U.S. as much as I usually used to before. I don't know nearly as much about the U.S. news as I used to before. But we've got to make sure that we don't support... Look... The governments may come down on us and may do all that they, they do, but may we not willingly allow ourselves to be deprived of the means of grace, to be voluntarily, for no good reason, shut in our homes, denying or starving other members of the body of Christ for fellowship and other things like that. I don't know. How do people feel about this? Uh, you can email me, miguelradio at gmail.com. Uh, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't planning to go into that there, but there we go. So um, let's look at this. Now, so in tonight's program, we're going to be dealing with a lot of stories relating to what I would call LGBT inspired anarchy and um, a lot, pretty much virtually all of these stories are from the Christian Institute that's christian.org.uk if you want where a lot of these stories are come from um, because it's very hard to get good news sources and from what I can see that the Christian Institute have been sending a lot of Freedom of Information Act requests and doing a lot of the work which a lot of full-time paid journalists are simply not doing um today a lot of journalists are activists they're simply activists they're not journalists anymore and i get good sources of information and 
be honest with yourself. If you're not a discerning person, it's probably better that you don't follow the news much of the time. If you're not a discerning person. If you're somebody who just believes everything they hear, then be careful with the sources of information that you get. The, the, the old trusted sources from years ago are no longer trustworthy. And it's, it's a sad thing to have to say that, and it is part of the moral decline of our nation. I live in Northern Ireland, in case anybody's wondering, but any part of the UK is just as bad, or the Republic of Ireland for that matter. First, uh, first article we're going to be looking at in this LGBT-inspired anarchy is um, a, an article from, from the Christian Institute from the 10th of November last Again, this is all this month. This is like the last, what, 10 days. Poll major majority of Scots oppose gender self-ID. The, the question that was put to them was whether the, um, the, basically the majority of the Scottish public oppose the Scottish government's proposals to allow people to change legal sex by self-identification. Again, very, very similar to what we were talking about um, last on last Tuesday's program. That's two shows ago. Um where you can you can decide what gender you are you can redefine what gender you are as long as you don't do certain things and then it's amazing that we live in a day where our health service is in in large promoting abortion, assisted suicide. The ethics are kind of going out the window, but the safetyism and the 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 medical tyranny that's kind of come out of that attitude is not being questioned at all. At least not by a lot of people. It's absolute anarchy when you can have a situation. Now, the majority of people in Scotland, these were polled, they were polled over 1,000 over the age of 16, 1,001, over 16s were asked, should, thought, should be eligible to legally change, sorry, the poll conducted by panel base asked 1,001 over 16s who they thought should be eligible to legally change the sex or gender recorded on their birth cert. Okay? Should be eligible to legally... Who they thought. Now, nearly 60% of the correspondents chose options which excluded self-identification. So the majority are against this. Only 20% agree that this should be applied to anyone who makes a solemn declaration that they are living in the new gender. Basically, 20% of those polled in Scotland, Scotland's gone incredibly liberal and woke in large places and been massively influenced by socialism and various types of Marxist ideology, um, things that have really influenced the, the society, the thinking what thinking am I thinking? I'm not even saying that people are necessarily reading 
Marx or Engels or anything like that. I'm largely buying into this thing of every, you're either oppressed or oppressor. And unless you're fighting with the oppressed against the oppressor, then you're the oppressor. It's very one or the other. You can't just be the minority that's or majority that's kind of going, uh, hey, I'm not really involved in this at all. You've got to be involved. So the, the, the silent majority are kind of bullied and coaxed into following along with a very significant vocal minority. And wasn't that just the same during the 1930s in Germany? The Germans, vast majority of them, probably, were against what Hitler did. But how many had the the bravery to say anything? And oh, you know, in history classes, why did it stay silent? Well, why are we staying silent today? You know, um, about a lot of things that are happening. We, we want to be liked by people. We don't like the, the thought of somebody else might not like us. And, and that is a very, very powerful thing. You're afraid of being seen as a conspiracy theorist. Or you're afraid of uh, changing your mind or losing face, whatever the case may be. But the majority... If you look at polls, and, and this is not nothing really new, show that when you come to these radical ideologies that have been pushed through in law, people being voted for by a significant percentage of the population, at the same time, the radical ideology is not supported by the majority. But the majority say nothing. The majority are like going, oh, well, they don't care. And that's significant. Um... If an article printed off here, it doesn't quite tie in necessarily with um, the LGBT, but just shows again the the general direction of the nation. I should probably spend a whole show on this, which is assisted suicide. Um, assisted suicide bill opens door to coercion. Um, palliative care experts warn. So again, this is from this is from the eleventh of November, twenty twenty one. This probably a topic for another day, but it, it's a sad direction that you just see it, the devaluing of life, the devaluing of principles, the, the disregard of learning from the past. And we have it. You see, do you ever see that? There's a certain element of smugness when we come back through history. And even when we're right right? So we're on the right side or whatever. There's a general degree of smugness that we're morally superior to previous generations. This is nothing new. Um, I'm no fan of C.S. Lewis, but I remember, I think he, did he call it chronological snobbery, if I'm not mistaken? Cool term, if it was him, I can't remember. But anyway, the, you know, we kind of look down upon the past and we think we know better today. We're, we're not really willing to learn from the men of the past, right? Okay, nothing new. But I think it's particularly heightened today. And we we think we're so much better than previous generations. There's a massive danger with that pride before pride cometh a fall. But 
We're not willing to learn from the past. If we're not willing to learn from the past, well, history doesn't exactly repeat itself. But as I heard a Mark Twain quote, it, history was it echoes or rhymes. I think that's that was the quote that Mark Twain had. Um, we are at a point where we know very little about history. And when we do go back through history, we're kind of going, well, I'm mystified that they were wrong on that. Great, we're just, we see it today. We're, we're so much better today. And we kind of do all too much come with that chip in our shoulders, re not realizing our own blind spots and the blind spots that we'll have. Sometimes you read history books, you might agree with them, and you might think, oh, they're very good, especially modern ones. But sometimes we oversimplify the issue and we miss what went wrong. Because when we miss what went wrong back then, often we're missing what's going wrong today. Now, foreign officer... No, this is a very, very serious story here, again reported by the, uh, the Christian Institute. The Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office is still paying thousands to LGBT lobby group Stonewall. So, uh, despite their government offices deserting the, the group's controversial diversity champion scheme. I didn't get too excited about this when I heard us. It was like, yeah, I'm glad that the, the, the BBC has abandoned and left the diversity champions, but that's uh, often window dressing, as in, yeah, well, we'll, we'll just we'll move it out of the shop window, but we're going to be doing something else with Stonewall in the background. Stonewall are that powerful, sadly powerful, very influential lobby group, which has influence over government, over education, and various other things. Now, this is not... We've got to make sure we're thinking about this the right way. The reason why Stonewall has such influence, at its very core and a very simplest explanation of it, is the sinful decline and the rebellion against God and the hardness of our hearts. It's our hatred against God as a nation that has left us so thirsty for this kind of blasphemy and this kind of horrendous teaching. And it's also our hardness against God that has led to the cowardice and general apathy. We don't care, largely. As long as you leave me alone, as long as you leave me to my stuff, as long as my things aren't touched, I'm not going to care. And that is the majority of Western Christianity, sadly, today. Until, and this is often why the Lord sends us to hardship. We, and by the way, we all do this to varying degrees, don't we? We, we don't get up and out until it touches us, until it affects us. I remember back in, I got saved in 2009, and it was around 2008 that I started to care anything about politics, what was happening in the world, or ethics of any description, you know, right and wrong, moral issues in society and all that. Didn't care about it until months before I became a Christian. And the only reason that it, it, I, it annoyed me, because it was, I could see, it was affecting the economy and stuff like that. This is back years ago when Ireland was voting on the Lisbon Treaty, part of the United um, European Union, and towards 
the Europe, well, it was repackaged European Constitution, and I didn't like the deception that was going on, and so I kind of got involved with things like that afterwards. Um, roughly around a little bit before I got saved, and a little bit after I got saved. After I kind of drifted away from that, because I ultimately didn't see the solution to society's woes in political activities. And I'm not saying that there's absolutely zero um, the zero merit to these things. I think Christians should be salt and light in society. But we need to be wise about how we influence that. We, you know, you can be trying to encourage your local representatives to vote against abortion and other things like that. Vote, vote against suicide. And really emphasize that they're a minister of God. There's things you can do. But typical party politics and all these kind of things, you just... The... the the pragmatism and other things, it, it really grieved me. And you've got to make sure, if you are called into that kind of lifestyle, very few are not enticed and corrupted away. Now, I also don't want to say that nobody should ever be involved in government. I suppose you never get the William Wilbur forces and all this kind of thing of the world, and you'd never have gotten the abolition of the slave trade. That's just one example. That is the application of the law of God in society. The you know the slave trade and and the selling and, and trading and stealing of man stealing as it was called in First Timothy is evil. It always has been evil in 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 the scriptures. Um, now, but looking at the, the foreign office is still the reason why. Stonewall, Stonewall, this powerful lobby group, LGBT. The reason why they're so powerful is not because of some secret cabal. There may be some things here and there, but the most simple explanation is this. Fallen men want power. They want to be God. And they want to rule, or, or the right rules, or they bow the knee to Christ. And this is why they're so receptive to this stuff. Because it is anti-Christian. No, they don't probably, many of them probably don't consciously realize this. But it's what's happening. But, um, as is reported here in the Christian Institute, Foreign Secretary Liz Thrush, Thrush, who also holds the Women and Equalities Brief, has previously advised government departments to withdraw from the screen which tells employers to promote radical gender ideology in the workplace this is speaking about stonewall truss made the statement in may and took over as foreign secretary in september but her own department is still on stonewall's books having renewed its membership of the diversity uh, champions program in july the Secretary of State is expected to withdraw from the, the department. Um, and what? And it's recently come to light how much money, as of the 17th of November 2021, um, before in the Christian Institute's reporting this, 430000 was given over a four-year period. The recently, they updated this article saying that on the 17th of November... Excuse me. 
This was updated to almost £975,000, more than double the original figure. Okay, so that's money. The Foreign Office is giving to Stonewall a, a radical ideological group. Now, this doesn't even include the money that they're getting from other things, but they are receiving money. The, the, the government is giving money to a lobby group to itself be lobbied. Why are they doing that? Because of the hearts of sinful men. Because of the hearts of sinful men and because it is becoming harder, it's hardening its heart. And when it's hardening its heart, its tastes become more depraved of man, of those serving a government, acting in rebellion, acting out what a will enslaved to sin will do. We have a Prime Minister at the moment in the United Kingdom, Boris Johnson, who has no principles whatsoever. He he came to prominence during the Brexit campaign that was when the United Kingdom went for independency from the European Union. In theory, I'm all for it. Yes, I'm no fan of the European Union because of its godless agenda and things like that. And and nobody was asked to join a political union. Okay? Trade with each other. Fantastic. Do all that kind of thing. However, at the same time, there is... Um, Laws need to be determined locally and close to home and all that kind of thing. I, I mean, I think even go any, go even further, have, you know, England have its own parliament in Scotland and Ireland and whatever else, have it as close to home as possible. But look, at the end of the day, the flags, the element, el, emblems, whatever else, it, it doesn't really matter if it's not under God. Most important thing is that it's according to the laws of God and that the government and that the state recognizes that Christ is both the head of church and state. That's the most important thing. Um, in recently, should have noted down the state, but this is recent anyway, um, an MP from Pennystone and Stocksbridge, that's Miriam Cates, she's an MP for I'm trying to get this up here she's a Tory MP that's a conservative MP speaking out against us it's interesting because you have the head of the the, the Tory party which is the conservatives the so-called conservatives the, the the government itself is pretty woke and pretty awful um not as woke as the left which is the labor party and other parties like that but at the same time, pretty terrible. And and it's often the only opposition <laughs> within their own party. And um, so this is uh, Miriam Kate. I think her name's Cates. Miriam Cates speaking on Stonewall, that lobby group we were just speaking about there, Mermaids, which is a very similar group as well, and others pushing dangerous ideologies. This isn't schools. So this isn't just me saying this at all. We're just going to play it. We'll play this. 
I do want to raise what I think is a very dangerous potential safeguarding issue that we're seeing in this area right now, where schools are inviting outside organisations uh, into school to provide counselling type services and using their materials, groups like Stonewall and Mermaids who are teaching what I think are dangerous and contested extreme ideologies that don't have a basis in science to our children and it's contrary to DfE guidance. So we've got groups like the All Sorts Youth Project who are teaching children that there are more than two sexes. The Diversity Role Models Group who come into school and provide workshops but tell children that their sex has been assigned to them at birth. I've seen a video today by the Free to Be Group telling teachers that they might drive children to suicide. It's very important as well to realize if you allow the other side, the LGBT, and we've we've done this, and we've even allowed this even to creep into the church. If you allow the other side to dictate the terms of language and other things, you have lost the debate. I'm even very reluctant to use the term, you know, someone is a homosexual or something like that. And this is something we've lost decades ago. But I would far rather say somebody who engages in these acts these sins rather than somebody is this like it's some kind of a skin color um and that's the way the bible describes it by the way they're people who engages in the in these acts not people who are this thing so i think we've got to really think about what the language we're using and treat treat everybody the same treat everybody with respect treat uh, and call all people to repentance all of sin fall short of the glory of god we're going to continue on with uh the speech in the house of commons if they don't accept this ideology and stonewall wrongly interpreting the equalities act in a way that endor that erodes the sex-based rights particularly of girls in a way that i think is very dangerous and i know of children who have been counseled by adults in school that they would be happier if they changed their gender. And frighteningly, they are being told not to tell their parents and to keep this a secret. I know of schools where children are disciplined for complaining about children of the opposite sex being allowed to use their PE changing rooms. And I think this pushing of an extreme ideology that doesn't have a basis... And, and here's the thing. You might object to the use of the term, oh, it's anarchy, or it's this and it's that in the title, or... The tyranny that is coming along. Well, what is happening is you see the old norms and everything else and, and the foundations of society being ripped apart. And what's going to replace it is absolute anarchy and mayhem of some description. And what will come in is the strong hand of some degree of tyranny to restrain this. And people will ask for it. People will beg for it. And that's what a sinful society will get. It will become horrendous, most likely. Now, the Lord is in control. We, you can be... There's nothing that restrains his hand. However, unless there is some reversal in the direction of either the United Kingdom, I think, at least in, you know... Speaking to you, brothers, anybody who's listening from the United States, I think you've got at least a fighting chance because you've got some people over there and some states that are, you know, fighting against this, be it Florida with Ron DeSantis or whatever the case may be. At least there's some kind of pushback against it. Um, but there's very few places around the world that are even 
batting an eyelid. And what does that say about us? I, I think we're just so comfortable. We're so pampered. We're so spoiled. We, we don't want to suffer. We're not willing to suffer for people. We're not willing to, not many anyway, there are some people, and I praise God, I know some people, you know, that do stand against these things. But it's not nearly enough. Science and is highly contested is having terrible consequences and teachers and pupils are afraid to speak out. In 2009, 72 children were referred to the Tavistock's Gender Identity Service. In 2019, 2,364 children, of which two-thirds were girls, were, were, were um, sent to the service. It's a 5,000% increase in the number of girls sent to the clinic in just 10 years. And many of these go on to be prescribed puberty blockers and research suggests that 98% of those children are then given cross-sex hormones. So these are children who will become infertile, sterile, have permanent loss of sexual function. How can a 12, 13... That is, by any definition, abusive behaviour. It's child abuse. And this is the same health service, and similar health services around the world that are recommending many of the things that are being either destructive to our, our families, destructive to our, our churches, destructive to our businesses. Now, sometimes our hands are tied, there's nothing we can do, okay? But often, there are, there are plenty of things we can do. And even with a lot of the restrictions that have come in, you know, the... The government tiptoes. You'll see how people react, and the people accept it. Actually, sometimes the people even go further, and then the, the government rub their hands together, and power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely, and uh, we are willing to give up so much personal responsibility and everything else in order to allow the government to take away all anything that may cause us harm. The problem is when you give all that power to a bunch of people who've demonstrated that they can't be trusted, what happens? I mean, use your own imagination, but we've seen it time and time again in history. What What is a regime, starts with C, that trusts the government absolutely with everything? Well, communism. And we look at our history books, and how do those countries change? How do different places change from being somewhat free, or whatever the case may be? And I know Christians will say, yes, I, and, and agree. Yes, the most important freedom is in Christ. Absolutely. Whether they put us in chains, whether they put us in prison. Yes, this world is not our home. Praise God for that. No matter how bad it gets, this world is not our home. Now, wonderful. But let's not be contributing to any more enslavement 
of our fellow citizens, be it in this world or in the world to come, because we're not witnessing to them or whatever. A 14-year-old consents to that. And I'm afraid this is a consequence of a harm being done to our children as a direct result of this agenda being pushed in school, contrary to DfE guidance, which say you should not reinforce harmful stereotypes, for instance, by suggesting that children might be a different gender, and it goes on to talk about what material can and can't be used. So, so you've gotten the gist of that. That's, um, I think, I don't think she's been in the House of Commons very long uh, reporting on this the christian institute state in a, in an article mp this is about uh miriam cates mp stonewall and mermaid spreading false information in schools uh during house of commons debate miriam coates a former or kate sorry a former science teacher spoke about the need to support emotionally vulnerable young people by promoting effective counseling and supportive networks in schools um so uh, she talks about various various harm that the system is doing at the moment. Uh, these children who become infertile, sterile, have permanent loss of sexual function. He can be a 12, 13, 14-year-old consent. How can, a, how can a 12, 13, 14-year-old consent that? And this is what is produced. This is... And this is a logical outflow of the LGBT movement, going right back to Alfred Kinsey in, in the 40, late 40s and, and the early 50s. Anarchy. If you have sexual anarchy, if you have... Um, do... <laughs> the, that old phrase from Aleister Crowley, the, one of the most evil men of the, the 20th century, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. And... That man was influential on Amphra Kinsey, by the way. Do whatever you want. Do what you like. Do what makes you happy. That's the devil speaking. That's... Now, we were talking about Stonewall, and we, we alluded to this about last Tuesday, but I'm just going to read it in more detail. This is Stonewall's statement... And what happened to them when BBC left the Diversity Champions Programme. Now, we also know that the B not the BBC, um, the Foreign Office, now the BBC is still involved in various different ways in Stonewall, but the, the Foreign Office is giving money, a little bit under a million pounds, as given over a couple of years. But what does Stonewall say when the BBC pulls back or whatever? It is a shame that the BBC has decided not to renew their membership of our Diversity Champions program, but as with all membership programs, organizations come and go depending on what's best for their inclusion journey at the time. We will continue to engage with the BBC on a number of fronts. In a lot of ways, it's not over. And, you know, we can kind of go, oh, isn't it great? We have a victory. No, we didn't. And a small tiny retreat but that's not even a retreat we will continue to engage with the bbc in a number of fronts to champion support for lgbtq plus colleagues and to represent our communities through the reporting this news comes in the wake of organized attacks on workplace inclusion that extend far beyond diversity champions programs it is shocking for shocking that organizations are being pressured into rolling back support for lgbtq plus uh, empl employees, okay? 
And can you imagine a time when this gains precedence, when you have a situation where more and more, this is, becomes the norm. I mean, how quickly has the pressure to conform to the orthodoxy of COVID taking place. And yes, it was an issue. I think it was an issue back in, what was it, 2020? The vaccines came in and that should have been the end of it. No, it was never going to be a perfect silver bullet, but that's as good as you're ever going to hope for. Um, but Stonewall are not going away. Says the end of statement. At Stonewall, we stand for LGBT, etc. Uh, people everywhere. We we imagine a world where all of us are free to be ourselves. Well, just basically express yourselves in whatever you believe that you are as you speak forth and can live our lives to the full. We face rising intolerance, degrading our hard-won rights. And that's the thing. If they see to them, Christian values, Christian worldview, anything to do with God's handiwork, they are fighting against. That's what it means to them. But we won't be silenced. Now, until all of us are free to be proud, free to be loved, free uh, to be together, free to be who we are. Now, it, it won't stop wherever you think it's going to stop. It's going to keep going. And this, this is really just... The judicial hardening of, of God upon a nation. Hardening the hearts of a people. And then you get anarchy. And then you get the chaos. And then you get the, the crumbling of a society under its own fear. Under its own irrational fears. Another story. This is from the 16th of November. These, all these stories were within five days of each other. This is an absolute avalanche brought on by our capitulation because no 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 we can't do anything about this oh do you know why we can't do anything about this well it can't be well well the, the virus is around so we can't do anything it's all over isn't it well, it doesn't stop these groups life should have gone back to normal by now now, I know some people would be a bit scared, more scared than others. That's fair enough, okay? Don't pressure anybody. Don't put any whatever on people. People will... But don't pressure people, if you're scared, to be scared as you are. Because I th there, there is a, a, a sense of abuse and abusiveness that, that kind of goes on there. I know people mean well. But there's more to health and the well-being of people when COVID. There's other things that people suffer from. Mental health, all sorts of stuff, you name it. And we've got to think about people more holistically. And as people, not just people who haven't got the virus. There's got to be more that goes on. I'm not trying to be critical of anybody here. I'm just encouraging, and I'm hoping to encouraging thinking we're all guilty by the way anything i'm saying here i'm i'm looking back over my own reaction early on it was it was ott as well you know and you know looking back 
last year, you know, I still have some question marks and, you know, slight, you know, tiny hair, hair splitting disagreements with, say, you know, John MacArthur at the end of last summer opening up. But look, at the end of the day, I think as, as history's kind of gone on, I think it's vindicated him more than has vindicated me, frankly. So we shouldn't fall out with each other. Be patient with each other. Hopefully we'll all, as time goes on, look back and we'll all go, hmm, that's where we went wrong or whatever the case may be, okay? Look, we're not all going to figure it out at the same time. However, we've got to kind of snap out of it. You know, we've we really got to snap out of it because uh, places like Austria are getting pretty bad. And um, we've got to be united and we've got to know what we're facing. Because if we're not knowing what we're facing, we think we're going to, we're being, you know, we're, we're being oppressed and locked down and shut down. And, and we think, yay, great, great. They're protecting us. Um, we're in a whole heap of trouble if, if that's our mentality. We're, we're in a whole heap of trouble. And no, I'm not talking about the economy. Oh, the economy is going to be toast if we keep going this way. It probably is at the moment. But apart from spiritually, we've got to know what we're facing. So that we don't join in. So that we don't, in 10, 20 years' time, if the Lord preserves us that long, and look back and then have the next generation go, why did you not say anything? That's what bothers my conscience. I wonder if, you know, in 10, 20 years' time... You know, can you imagine the generation in Germany who were in the 50s and, and, and an older generation says, well, why didn't you say anything against Hitler? They were afraid. Why didn't you stand up for whatever? Why didn't you hide away Jews? Why didn't you? We think, oh, no, no, that's not. The... Yeah, it's not. Ex... No, it's not identical today. But the, the governments are going in a incredibly bad direction and it's no longer about protecting the people it's about control and that's a spiritual issue because it is harming our neighbor love your neighbor let's not scare each other to death because they're using this they're using that people are using this political opportunists are using this to bring in things that they've wanted to bring in anyway. No, the, 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 the pandemic wasn't planned. It was a, as far as this happened, pandemics happened, okay? But even in preparedness, Jay Bhattacharya we would talk about this as well. Society's supposed to keep going. It, it just, you have to keep, you have, you can't let the fear take over. Otherwise, it, the, the damage is going to be massive, and we have let the fear take over. And governments are basically, ooh, power, yay. Um, Stonewall still has the ear of the Prime Minister. Special Advisor says, this is from, again, Christian Issue, 16th of November. Government policy on trans rights and gender identity is being shaped by Stonewall. A former senior advisor to number 10 has revealed. Nikki DaCosta who was the Prime Minister's Director of Legislative Affairs, said that the LGBT lobby group re retains privileged access to Boris Johnson despite a number of government departments cutting ties. And this isn't a shock because Johnson will do anything for 
votes. He doesn't have any principles that he's ever stuck to. He, he'll go whichever way the wind is blowing. Whichever way he thinks that will be for votes or whatever. Um, DaCosta, who's a former senior advisor to number 10, said, uh, there's no other organization, no business or charity, no matter how big, that can pick up the phone to, to, a, to a special advisor sitting outside Boris Johnson's office and get that person to speak directly to the prime minister. So, well, they have massive, massive influence. Briefly, just looking from a, a news story from the 17th of November, again, this is all very recently, you know, um, really just in Australia, they're facing LGBT activists campaigning against uh, religious liberty ba ba bill and things are kind of going really, really poorly there, especially with how they're dealing with um, or using the... In some places, it's hard to know. Is it just, I think in some places, it's purely just politicians are scared of themselves, are scared of losing power, are scared of being blamed for the deaths. You know, that the opposition will go, hey, this many people died under your watch. And, and I think it's also opportunists using the opportunity to bring in policies they want to bring in anyway, prior to any of this happening. And they say, oh, everybody's scared. Well, here you go. We're gonna get it through the door, and and so, I mean, it's it's fairly logical. Uh, the the story we we're looking at last Tuesday as well, a, a little bit of a follow up on it. Um, several peer. Uh, this is from about the situation in Scottish prisons, where there were male sex offenders who identify as female allowed to go into female prisons. Several peers, it says in the Christian Institute again, have said that current law on housing men who identify as women in female prisons for sex offences must change. Yeah, they, they kind of do. And um, whether they'll be listened to is another issue. And usually the people who become into power, usually the people who want the influence. You know, you know yourself, you know the person who really wants to be in charge, the, you know, when you were in university and you had a class rep, there's some nice class reps out there, no, no doubt, but maybe the majority of them, not so much, <laughs> maybe not the person, the person who wants power is often not the best person to have power and have influence, and um, that's kind of what happens sometimes, and then the vast majority are against such nonsense, but the majority, again, say nothing. Because they just want to live peaceable lives. Yes, it is good to live peaceable lives, but not at the expense of truth. Peace, yes, but at all costs, truth. What was that? Is that a Martin Luther quote? Um, final story that we're going to look at, and look, I'm, I'm not going to be... That's going to be me reporting on the these kind of related issues probably done for a while if i cover anything related to lgbt stuff again and you want to send it on to me i'd be more inclined to to dealing with views within the church maybe critiques of be it the revoice wing within the pca that's trying to change views on that in in a, in a bad direction or other movements <laughs> that are happening so um probably more likely to cover that, but I'll be covering other issues 
next Tuesday as well, I will be, Lord willing, going back to the, the, the larger catechism, the next few questions in the larger, uh, larger catechism, unless something pops up. There won't be a, a Thursday program. It's just going to be Tuesdays at 6 p.m. It was a bit of an experiment for a while, and um, to be honest, I kind of want to spend more time studying and doing more prep for weekends and stuff. And um, so, yeah. So I think it's a better idea to spend time doing that um, rather than doing two shows a week. I think it's probably, it makes the week more productive. And uh, so anyway, before we finish off there, so there'll only be one one show a week per week. Next show will be next Tuesday. So BBC accused of parroting Stonewall's uh, radical gender ideology. And this is from a couple of days ago. So um you know, and there's people who are starting to get more and more concerned within the BBC, not necessarily Christians, and they're going, whoa, 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 and they're just not comfortable with this. When you when you see someone like um, Stephen Nolan, Stephen Nolan's a, a a BBC reporter up here in Northern Ireland, uh, he did a podcast on. Stonewall's influence and um, I haven't finished listening to all the episodes of that podcast but when you see someone like him who's not favorable to Christianity or anything like that concerned about the 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 level of influence the level of um, power that they have and and some of the things that they're saying he's only concerned about some of the things I'm concerned about everything they're saying uh, then you know you see, a lot of them are saying, whoa, 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 I didn't realize I was going to go to this. It's a whole package. You see, isn't it interesting? Nobody cares about the LGB part of the acronym. They all just care about the other parts. And it's all about changing society. And if you look at what's consistent with it all, it is about removing any trace, any fingerprint, any any trace of God in society. And they won't stop until the Now of course they won't succeed. We know that they won't succeed. But that's the aim and they won't stop until that happens. Now there are from time to time and you'll see every now and again somebody within those movements, even former people, acti activists within those movements that get to a certain stage along the way and go, whoa, 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 this is getting way too much. Um, I remember there was a, there was a, I can't remember his, I think it was, his name was Paddy Manning. He was, um, this was down in the Republic of Ireland during the time of the quote unquote same sex marriage debate, if you want to call it a debate or whatever. Um, and during that time, he, he's a, you know, professing to be a homosexual man, all that kind of thing. And I think he would have been involved in that quote unquote community for years, but then was against the redefinition of marriage. Okay. He saw the problems from a, from a, from a, an adoption point of view and a couple of other things point of view. There's various different people 
within the movements, even some of the people who would be various different things are going, whoa, whoa, I didn't realize we'd go this far because the, it's kind of like just the conscience of this is not right. Now, they're all stopping the brakes at various places, but this whole juggernaut of Stonewall and other various groups, they won't stop. And they won't stop at the trans stuff either. What else could they do? I mean, from the very, very get-go, the Kinsey was doing experiments. I don't want to gross anybody out here, but this is this is the, the truth, and we must know this because this is what we're facing. They did ex Kinsey and and exper could you call it experiments? It was child abuse of minors as young as four months old in his sexuality and human male, and there were recordings of abuse that took place over many, many years, one including a Nazi pedophile by the name of uh, von Bolusek, who was providing quote-unquote information. Yes, this is vile and disgusting and should make our, our stomachs churn, but this is where a lot of Kinsey's so-called findings, Alfred Kinsey, and he was influential in the model penal code, which reshaped American law, was it about 1956, was it? And, um, but very, very influential. That whole thing of, you know, 10% being homosexual and all comes from him. So it was all a big package. Harry Hay, I think, read the, these books from Alfred Kinsey, how Harry Hay leaves his family, he, he starts the, the homosexual rights movement, and he walks with at least two pictures that exist now with Harry Hay on it. He was the founder of the gay rights movement in America, I think. And he has a t-shirt that says, Nambla walks with me. Nambla is the North American Man-Boy Love Association. What's consistent with it is, it is perversion. It is the promotion of perversion. It is the promotion of license. It is the promotion of sexual anarchy. It is the promotion of the dethroning of God and the removing of every single fiber of anything that reminds them of God. And they won't stop. They won't, there's no place that they will stop. And they, as, the, as the, hearts, the hearts get more and more hardened. And with our society, with, you know, with our current prime minister and the influence of Stonewall within the houses of power, be it in, in uh, Westminster, in the UK, where, where you've got the, the Biden administration at the moment in the United States, wherever you go, there's nothing to indicate that they care about people. There's nothing to indicate that they're not political opportunists who are intentionally scaring you to death. To bring in, to basically turn off your brain and, and to bring in a lot of these policies and to get a society that's very, very malleable and that will not in any way stand in their way, whatever proposal that they want to bring through. And we've got to see that if they bring through some 
dystopian nightmare, which they seem to be bringing through at the moment. And I don't think that they're sitting in a smoky room coming up with this stuff. It, 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 power is like a drug to these people. They're there because they want power. And they get a little bit of power, they want more, they want more. I'm sure some of these people, when they went into politics, they were quite happy to be a local representative. And then they'd be an MP, and then in the front benches, which is, you know, a minister of health. And as they got more and more power, they, it's, you know, they just want more. And they thought, well, I get this much, I'll be happy. It's a bit like never satisfied. And I think that's what it is. And here's an opportunity for more and more control to be able to bring in a, a society according to their views. And a society according to their views is pretty horrible. And they are using, without any shadow of a doubt, they're taking advantage, they're using the fear. Some degree of caution was warranted last year. It's no longer. For a long time now, it's, there's been no warrant of any high precaution. This should have been gone of summer of 2020, really, to be honest, in my opinion. We need to put the brakes on. We need to come together, by the way, and have as much unity as you possibly can promote. Even with the people who disagree with you, even with the people, and they may be suggesting silly things at times, whatever the case may be, whatever, love each other, support each other, don't get into fights with each other. I know it's a frustrating time, etc. and so on, but make the stand that you make stand, have a play, you're not willing to go beyond that, but keep the door open. By God's grace, people will reconcile. People will grow through this experience. And look, the Lord sends us hardships. Why? For the benefit and blessing of his bride. That we would grow, that we would depend less and less upon ourselves. And this is ultimately, we have grown lethargic in the West. Hopefully that's been a blessing to you. Hopefully it's been somewhat of an encouragement. I know there's a lot to take in there. Um, remember, no matter how bad things get, if you're a Christian, this world is not our home. Heaven is our home. Keep the show in your prayers. We get a radio at gmail.com. This has been Paul Flynn. Talk to you again next Tuesday. And may God bless you all.